Helen Hayes, Myrna Loy, Mildred Natwick, and Sylvia Sidney star as four elderly ladies for whom a practical joke turns into an encounter with terror. Watch Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate on the Movie of the Week tomorrow night at 8.30, 7.30 Central Time here on ABC. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew. I'm Mark. It's Mark. This is TV Movie Night. Your only home and resource for made-for-TV movies. Mark, uh, it's, uh, we're doing the record. We got a record going on. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, what do you got? What do you got uh, going on there? Now I'm paying as much attention as you are. Oh, with the, uh, here game. we go. Here we go, folks. It's the big XFL home opener happening uh, right now. Uh, this is also your home and resource for all of your XFL news and needs. Uh, you know, the big big Wildcats uh, opener happening later today as well. Um, this guy's wearing funny pants. Mark is upset because uh, you know history is being made while we're recording this podcast. And uh, you know he, he uh, you know it's gotta, gotta 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 be talking about Mark all the time. It's uh it's 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 a it's a it's TV it's TV movie night. We're talking about made dressed up made like for, Frankenstein for some reason. Made for TV movies. Uh, Mark, uh, how was your weekend? How was your week going? Got the Oscars. Good. Got the Oscars. Yeah, Oscars tomorrow. Yeah. I, um, who's who's your pick? Is it Ford or Ferrari that's going to win? Uh, Andrew, this is the first. I was really excited because I was like, oh, my God, this is the first year in maybe a decade where I've seen every Best Picture nominee. Wow. And then I was filling out my ballot, and I was like, Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, yeah. And well, then, the fact that you have to pick either one or the other, that's that seems unfair. Yeah. What happens if Ferrari wins? Does Ford get to go up on stage? No. <laughs> Accepting the award for Ferrari, oh. <laughs> Ford. What a slap in the face yeah. that would be. Hyundai. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's going to be really excited when he gets this. He wants to thank the Academy. Yes, he is uh, currently at Le Mans. He's, he's going real fast around a track <laughs> right now. He would love to be here, but, uh, you know, he appreciates the support. Thanks, everyone. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hope uh, hope to see hope to see you next year. Uh, this is this is for this is for uh, Native Americans. <laughs> yeah, uh, he has a note here. I'm supposed to read. Get out the vote. Uh, all right. Okay. Um, ban the bomb, I guess. Uh, soy bomb. Soy bomb. Um, beep beep. All right. <laughs> See you later. Did, so, uh, how many times did you vote for Ford versus Ferrari? You're only allowed to vote once, and you know that. Well, you know, I hear the dead are voting for Ford versus Ferrari multiple <laughs> times in Chicago. The, yeah, a lot of a lot of those who have gone on are still still getting out the vote. They love Ferrari, man. They just. Yes, the dead have risen, and they're voting Ferrari. <laughs> Mark, uh, did you go for uh, well? Little Women was was nominated for Best Picture, but uh, Greta Gerwig not nominated for Best Director. Is that correct? That's that, the big controversy. So she's nominated for Best Adapted uh, Screenplay. Yes. She is not nominated for Director. I don't remember if it's nominated for Picture. Probably, maybe. It, I believe it is. How does it get nominated for Best Picture and not Best Director? Well, because Scorsese made the worst movie of his career, so he needs to get nominated for that. Oh. Oh, okay. It's just that simple. And yes, I'm counting New York, New York. There were, there were hundreds of people just going, what? You're including New York, New York? <laughs> what? Uh, any, uh, any big upsets that you're expecting? 
at the Oscars. This will go up afterwards, so let's uh, see if you're right or not. Yeah, sure. I'm expecting, uh, let's say, La La Land finally gets it. Oh, It's redemption finally, for La La finally. Land. We won, by the way. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> we won. <laughs> Wings the thing into the audience. It's, uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't think I've seen, um, I saw The Irishman. Saw Joker. Nineteen seventeen. Didn't see it. Once upon a time. Didn't see it. Wanted to. Didn't see it. <laughs> What's holding you back? I don't want to have to go all the way down to the new bev. It's on a playing Saturday. at the new bev every fucking day. S- no, it's not every day. It's only on the weekends. It's Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. When Tarantino won uh, best screenplay at the Golden Globes, the new bev Twitter page put up a picture of Tarantino winning it. And it was like, congrats to Tarantino for winning Once Upon a for winning Best Screenplay for Once Upon a Time. And then the Egyptian Theater, which is another revival house, immediately threw some shade and said, Oh, you guys should play that movie sometime. <laughs> Just fucking Just beefing. Boom. <laughs> They're like, you know what, motherfucker? We will. We will. We'll play it all keep we'll playing play it all goddamn We're play it year. All fucking month. You think I care? Yeah. Yeah, you want to come down and see it? We're showing the extended version this yeah, time. Yeah, it's even longer. 17 hours. Uh, we throw in clips from Hateful Eight. I don't know why. We I just do it. No one seems to notice. People fall asleep halfway through. It doesn't matter. Just hearing his braying laughter in the back. <laughs> you were there that one time, right? Yes. Yeah. It wasn't in the back. It was in front of us. Oh, you're right. Like, it was. We saw him laughing at this Laurel and Hardy short. No, we went to the new Bev and we were watching a bunch of Harold Lloyd shorts. That's right. And uh, in front of us was some man that was just losing his mind. Laughing and smoking a cigar. It was yeah, like it's, Cape it's, Fear. It's like Cape Fear. We were watching Problem Child yeah. and there he was in front of us. Uh, yeah, Tarantino was in the theater just... Absolutely loving these Harold Lloyd uh, shorts. Not to say we weren't. I wish I had that kind of joy. I wish I did. Just big dick energy to just walk dick first into your own theater and just be like, I'm watching this. Well, yeah. I'm just cracking up over it. What's the point of having your own revival house if you can't play stuff that you're going to enjoy? Every day and just be like, just, I would like bring a beer. Just, I I would pause it at times so that I could go to the bathroom, <laughs> treat it like it's my living room. Folks, hold on a second. I got uh, I got a thing to yeah, take drain care of the here. here. Uh, that's that sounds wonderful. I, as a kid, I always had a dream of there was a there's a bunch of theaters in Toledo that closed. Like Toledo, Toledo, Ohio proper doesn't have like a movie theater in its city limits. Really? Yeah, it's fucked up. What do you have? That you have to go to the outside outlying areas. No, but what do you have instead of movie theaters in the Toledo proper area? There just Strip aren't clubs any. And There's a books. casino now. No bookstores. It's, it's uh, an ice bars, rink. Bars that look like they closed years ago, but somehow but they are, are open. still open. <laughs> Big gross burnt out Pepsi sign out front. Okay. No, they uh, there used to be a, a bunch, and now they're all closed. Uh, and I was always like, we should buy one. Just buy the space. Just buy it. And then screen whatever we want and immediately get shut down by movie studios because we certainly wouldn't be paying for the rights to yeah, any where of are the you films gonna steal, Yeah, are you just going to play projections of a VHS or are yeah. you going to get the or, film prints? Or we're just going to we're just gonna put a big TV in front of the screen. Oh, yeah. And then just you know play like Halo or something. Sure. 
We're playing Halo. <laughs> we haven't gotten the screen working yet, but we're, we're going to come by and play Halo. The controllers are wireless, so you can sit anywhere in the We're theater. having a LAN party. Let's bring your other Xboxes. <laughs> we, have to, we have to run a cord. Uh, and that's That was always the dream, but these were big multiplexes. Yeah. And it's like, imagine if you could just show, I don't know. Single Santa, Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. Claus on multiple screens in multiple showings. And guess it's what, like, everybody? It's like Star Wars. If you want to go see, that's in Theater 2. Theater 3, meet the Clauses or meet the Santas. They should let us program a big multiplex for like a month. Yeah. Just see what happens. Uh, see what happens. Let's both get cancer and then combine our Make-A-Wish <laughs> and be like, I want to screen a multiplex for one week. Uh, we just get uh, we get to go through the archives of any film house we want and uh, screen whatever garbage comes to mind. It would be Coco, Hard Rock, and Joe on a lot of screens for me. <laughs> just a, yeah, that runs at the start and end of every movie. Everyone and everyone has to sing along and recite it as it's. Otherwise, going along. we don't play the movie. Yeah, it's you either I'm, and I will watch everybody. If everyone's not doing it, then we're not watching. Uh, this we're not watching Manos, the hands of fate. Yeah. Don't give me don't give me that only saying Joe shit either. Yeah, you yeah, want to hear I'm hard Coco, rock? I'm hard rock. I'm, I'm Joe. Joe. I want to hear all of them. We are not running the original Star Wars until I hear every person in this theater say it. And don't mouth the words, because I know. I, I'll know. I have an, an individual microphone in front of <laughs> every single person here. I'll read I'm looking at the levels right now. Mark, uh, it's TV movie night. It is. And uh, it is February, so we're talking. We're talking about the Oscars, as we yes. just mentioned before. This month, we are watching movies that contain Oscar winners, and we bet on a winner this time. Yeah, Mark. This time around, we watched something from 1971 entitled "Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate," and we're going to talk about it at length in a segment I like to call "Well, What Do You Know." And Andrew, before we get into this, um, what uh, you sent me a text message saying that it took you two weeks to figure out what this title it was. It did. I saw this title and I thought to myself, "Oh, they're like they own like a dry cleaning place or a, like a washing, <laughs> sure. like a laundromat." That's yeah. originally what I thought. And this th th this actually is interesting because there are certain pieces of media that when you watch it now, you're like, "I don't know what the fuck this is referencing." Yeah, what are you talking about? But uh, this shows it, it, to our older listeners, they're probably like, you dumb dumbs, you, you fucking fucking millennials. Fucking millennials. They don't know anything. Do you even know what an LP is? Do you know? You gotta pick up a rotary phone and put your finger in it and rotate it around. Don't push button phones. Remember, uh, remember when Ellen had a millennial on to see if they could operate a boombox? And you're like, you're like, why? Why would they need to do this? Like why? And then they played it up like it was hilarious. Like yeah. you don't know where to press the play Where's button. Where's the tape go? And it's, it's like, well, why would they know? Like yeah, you, the joke's on you. You're yeah. old. Do you and bring you care in, about this you old thing? Bring in a, a baby boomer, and you're like, here's a loom. Yeah, make that happen. Figure it out, asshole. Ah, I got him. Uh, Andrew, I knew what this meant because it's referenced in a Vonnegut short story. I see. Do not fold, spindle, or mutilate refers to computer punch cards. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, they used to be printed on the cards because if you damage the punch cards, 
they don't operate correctly Can't get anymore any information off of it. Because you can't, can't manipulate those cards. They're very specific about yes. how to operate them. Uh, but speaking of this, Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate. This debuted on November 9th, 1971 on ABC as part of their ABC Movie of the Week. Yeah. This was nominated for one Emmy. Best Actress. Helen Hayes. First Lady a, of the American Stage. Miniseries, TV movie, whatever that subset category yeah. is. TV series. Best in a limited series, mm-hmm. miniseries, TV movie. Or this season of American Horror Story. <laughs> Which somehow is also but available they for say be- it like best every comedy. single time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what it, it's like what Ugly Betty used to be or Desperate Housewives were like every it's other a comedy. Every other now year it's a is, drama. Now it's a drama. Now it's a comedy. They just wanted to see like can we can we beat can Lost we game this year? The, can we game this system in any way and get Felicity Huffman out of jail? I mean, some people thought to themselves, isn't Desperate Housewives jail enough? Oh. <laughs> hey, 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 oh. oh. Wisteria Lane. Lane. We hardly knew you. More like Wisteria Lane. Hey, got him, folks. This yeah. is what you pay the big bucks for. Join our Patreon, everybody. I just wrote that joke. Uh, that show's been off the air for nine years. Yeah, and now you got him. You fucking got him. Take that. Set, I'm sending that to Terry Hatcher yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, text her. Text her. Tell, tell her I said hello. Tell tell her tell tell Lois that uh, the new adventures yeah. are happening now. Hey, you take this, Jimmy Jimmy Oldson. Ah, yeah, because she's older than she used to be. Rack him up. Tell ask her if she knows what a punch card is. Oh, she uh, she, does. she does. She does. Actually. She does. Okay, well, she's very well educated. Actually, she's a computer science major. Yeah. Uh, this was uh, directed by Ted Post. He holds three patents. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> t- tell her wrong number. Wrong number. <laughs> uh, this was directed by Ted Post, who directed Beneath the Planet of the Apes. Yes. Magnum Force. Uh, yes. Which is one of the Dirty Harry movies. Yes. And a Clint Eastwood movie entitled Hang 'Em High. Yes, which is a. Uh... That's not necessarily a man with no name, but it is very much a Clint Eastwood. Uh, yeah, I, I recognized all these movie posters. I was like, oh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen these movies. I've seen Magnum Force. Mm-hmm. I've seen, actually, I guess I have. I've seen Beneath the Planet of the Apes, but I have not seen Hang 'em High. This was written by John D.F. Black, who wrote the teleplay. He has written uh, episodes of Star Trek, the original series. Of course. Charlie's Angels. Yes. And he's actually the screenwriter, the co-screenwriter of... Amadeus Shaft. Oh yes, uh, yes, yes. I actually saw this. I looked this up. And yeah. this is, he, uh, but there. Go on. Yeah, there were three writers for Shaft, yes. and it's based on a novel. Correct. So, like, who knows his, what he came in? His contri- up or Yeah, change. his contribution yeah. was probably the old ladies that get drunk throughout <laughs> Shaft. They're they're more like a Greek chorus. They show well, up and I they comment on screenwriter. Yeah, they comment on what's going on with Shaft. This is based on a novel from Doris Miles Disney, who uh, wrote 47 novels over the course of her career. Wow. Publishing about two a year. She's a mystery writer. Oh. The characters in this movie are not necessarily ones that... It, this is not her Miss um, Marple. Right. This is... Uh, the, the, she would write these one-offs that were like based on people that she knew or, or uh, uh, relatives or so, something oh, like what that. what a jerk. 
You're going in my novel. That's right. You're the main character. You're a nosy fucking drunk. You're a nosy drunk, drunk and no one likes you. (laughs) This is starring... It'll be easy to write around your husband because he's never around because he hates you. Because he's he's gone. He's never here. This stars Helen Hayes. First Lady of the American Stage. First Lady of the American Stage. She's an EGOT winner. Uh, She is... um, she won in 1931 for uh, The Sin of uh, Madeline Claudette. Yes, wonderful film. She won Best Actress, and then she won actually again in 1970, so the year prior to this, for Airport for yeah. Best Supporting Actress. Coming off her Oscar win. She uh, uh, she won, uh, this is interesting, she won the Presidential Medal of Freedom from Ronald Reagan in 1983. Just like Rush Limbaugh. Joining the ranks of... Uh, Walt Disney, yeah, Rosa Parks, yes, Rush, Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh, so uh, Paul Harvey, yes, just so many wonderful, Wha- the, wonderful the luminaries, yes, the luminaries, people that the are defending stars the country across the sky. This is also starring um, uh, Myrna Loy from the Thin Man, from the Thin Man, another the, Thin Man, the best after the Thin Man, beneath the Thin Man, yeah, beneath the planet of the Thin Men. And uh, most importantly, uh, Ants, or it happened at Lakewood Manor. The best years of our lives also she was in. And uh, she was never, interestingly enough, never nominated directly for an Academy Award, but was given an honorary Academy Award uh, during the later years of her career. This is also starring Mildred Natwick, who was nominated for an Oscar for Barefoot in the Park. Mm -hmm. And... Sylvia Sidney, did you recognize this woman? She's in Beetlejuice. She is in Beetlejuice. She's their like she's their caseworker. Caseworker is what it's called. I, I kept calling her. I was like, it's the the temp worker, but I knew I was like, no, that isn't right. It's the it's the woman from. But yeah, she's their caseworker. Nona, something like that. She tells the the uh, football team keeps calling her coach. Yeah. <clears throat> also starring Vince Edwards. Yes. In a stirring role. In a stirring role, Vince Edwards is probably best known as Ben Casey from the show Dr. Ben Casey. Mm-hmm. Mark, before this show started, before this this movie started, what did you think, based on the title, which I guess it would be like naming a book now, like Control-Alt-Delete or something like that. Ready Player One. Yeah, it's, uh, you're right. You're exactly right. Uh, uh, based on that alone and kind of seeing, knowing the cast, what did you think this movie was going to be about? A bunch of old women get jobs, uh, at a, uh, computer science lab. That would have been something. I was like, I guess that might be it. It wasn't. No. Instead. Instead, it's more insidious than that, to be quite honest. It's actually a terrifying movie at points. Not, not a fun, not a fun, it's supposed to be a jaunt, but. Knowing what we know now about what they were doing, yeah, it's actually a little bit more disturbing than that. Well, let's let's find out. Let's let's peel back the pages. Let's pull let's out the punch cards individually and start messing scene them up. W- let me load up scene one into the computer. This will take thirty-five minutes. Add alcohol. Ugh. You're supposed to load that in before you put the punch card in. I, I, there was some spillage. If you if you give me a if you give me a yeah, tray, spillage into your own mouth. Yeah, if you give me a tray full of uh, martinis, some of them are not going to make it into the machine. Uh, we open up Act One. The ladies, the ladies, they're talking. They're look. If if there was ever a group of ladies who would be talking about low T, it's <laughs> specifically these, my low these tea. fucking four. All right. So they're walking. They're talking. 
He's walking. He's talking. They see some clothes and they're doing some window shopping. Yes, and they're they like, are. what a bunch of tramps yes. dressed in this shit. They're looking at a. a the, we have Sophie. We have Evelyn. Sophie have T. Sophie T. They're, specifically. They're specifically calling her. Uh, Sophie, Evelyn, Shelby, and Elizabeth. And all you really need to know is that Sophie is played by Helen Hayes. Yes. They're looking over some swimsuits in a store window. And they uh, note, uh, look at all the look at all the hussies. Look at what the hussies wear. Look yeah. at what the trollops. These ladies of the night wearing these these uh, swimsuits that they go all the way up. Except yes. they go all the way up to like mid thigh. Disgusting. Just horrifying. You can see their knees at the beach. Ugh. Ugh. That is not I, what my husband. I never thought I'd see the day. That is not what my husband killed sixteen Germans for. <laughs> Last year, yeah, 1962. <laughs> the ladies head off to go get ripped at lunch. Now this, no, they don't. Yes, they do. They're this joking. Is what, no, the, the, this is. They say that they're joking, but they are joking. But you know that they just get together and fucking slug back like a, a couple thousand later and during. No, because they get coffee and tea. I understand. But that is just one lunch. You think they're drunk right now? I think. You think they're drunk before they go in? The four of them get together and they have their discussion about your low T, as we all do. Right. And then they're like, what's the problem with one? And then they fucking drunk drive home. (laughs) (laughs) So it's one of the things that they do. It's like, it's, you know, it's like Carson joking about (laughs) drunk driving on the Tonight Show. Yeah. It was this early 70s. It was 71. Nobody cared that. These four women had an alcohol problem. They're old. Let them have a drink. Just let them. All of these women are 37 years old. <laughs> They're ancient. They're going to turn to dust. Sophie announces to the group that she's got an application for a computer dating club, and they want to catfish some poor yes. fucking soul. They're the original catfish, and that, I love it. That's what this is. That's what this movie is all about. The the four of them have this application for a computer dating club, and they decide to fill out a f- to make up a fake woman to send along to this group. To this computer, and then the computer inputs the data, spits out, and says, "You are compatible to mate with this male." And then they are soliciting letters. Yes, because it's fun. Because they're bored. It's fun to they leave regist- people on. One of them says, we registered for the draft last time. Another one says. laugh. Yeah. Another they one says. They one of them said, it's keep it coming. Another one. Remember when we were on jury duty and we knew that the guy didn't get what didn't kill his wife. But we were like, let's see if we could convince <laughs> let's, everybody let's, that he did. And then we did. Yeah. Yeah. They, asked they put him in the chair. <laughs> We got to pull the switch, remember? There were like 16 more murders after that because we got the wrong guy, but <laughs> we got <laughs> it was a laugh. It was a laugh. He did something. That's the thing. If he wasn't guilty for this, he was guilty for he, something he did else. Something. They start answering some of the questions of this fake lady, and uh, you know, this lady, she's a. Uh, they say she's 23. Okay, that's a so good age younger, for a girl. Younger. They say not too young, not too old. They say that uh, they she's reading Sophie's reading up some of the questions and it's like, uh, what do you think about premarital sex, sex before marriage? That yes, it's allowed. No, or it depends on the circumstance. She says it depends on the circumstance, and then one of her friends says that means yes, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, yes, <laughs> yes means yes, 
Everything else means now. Correct. Yes. We've learned a lot since 1971. Yes. Uh, they also are going to give her, uh, so she's 23. They say she's got no phone number because they don't want to field phone calls from right. all these fucking yahoos. Because she want, moves too much. They just want letters. They want right. letters so they, they can mock the, these So they can laugh men. at these poor, poor, poor men. Poor, poor, poor men. Who will think about the men, Mark? In 2020, <laughs> now's the year... To th- we got to think about that. It's it's Kelly, the cartoonist for The <laughs> Onion. He's the only one. Uh, you got Lady Liberty crying, yeah, looking, looking the at window. these biddies, and then some drunk man like holding a letter, sad. She's weighing 125 pounds. That's a good weight for a woman. She's got blue eyes and blonde hair. Yes. And her name is Rebecca Mead. Yes, which so, was one of her one of their aunts. And Sophie has taken the time to go through all of the phone books in Pasadena <laughs> to Sarah make Connor. sure <laughs> ripping pages out yeah. uh, to make sure that there is no Rebecca Mead in Pasadena. So they don't want to buy, get the wrong person. Poor, poor some poor some poor woman. Yeah, that poor fucking girl. Um, get her uh, a, a bunch of hassle from a bunch of. Uh, pent up guys which that's a weird detail to throw into this movie that they're like don't worry they did their best yeah they didn't make someone up or they did make someone up but they didn't give them a real person's name or they should have just given them a, a like a you know rebecca smith there's probably a thousand there's of too many of yeah. them yeah they uh so they decide to then they drink their lunch uh at home they have a salad. They have a turkey sandwich. At home, the ladies continue to get ripped. This, now they get now ripped. Now they get ripped. They're yes. like, I got... I, now they're having... Husband says I can't drive home drunk anymore. So he'll have to pick me up. He'll have to come lug, carry lug, lug. me here. <laughs> They go over to Sophie's place and decide to start playing cards and continue their conversation about this application. Yes. And just get fucking ripped. Yes. They have a picture of Manhattans. <laughs> It's wonderful. They're like it's a Tuesday, all it's right? Hilarious. It's hilarious. It's to. This is how this thing works. They. Um. This is a couple days later. They've sent in their application. They've started to receive letters from these poor bojos. Yes. That don't have more power. You bojo. <laughs> the letters. Uh. They knock out. They knock one of the letters. They say this guy's being a smart Alec. Hey, how do you get by without a phone number? Am I supposed to send you a telegram? And they're like that bitch. Fucking bitch. Yeah. Fucking smart Alec. Yeah. So they're like, I don't like them. They burn the letter. Yeah. They they don't burn the letter, but they, they basically they read throw a, the letter away. They read a couple of these letters and they're like, oh man, we got the dud. Yeah. Where's the romance? Yeah, where's the elegance? I want, where's the, where's the, uh, where's the sonnet? Where, yeah. Where's the, the scrimshaw of, uh, this guy's penis <laughs> on a, like a whalebone. <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah. Like that's the, what, that's, that's what romance the, that's was. That's what the old days were. That's yeah. everyone remembers Mr. Darcy doing this in, in uh, yes, just, Pride and Prejudice. Yes. He commissioned the world's greatest artist to draw a paint, to make a painting of his dick so yeah. that he could send it to her. Hell yeah. And she that was, like, was dating oh, in the, in the, in the romantic era. That's when romance was romance. Yes. They're like, I would have expected more from some guys that can only get some action by writing a fucking writing letter. a letter or sending a bunch filling of out nerds, a questionnaire letting to a, a computer. computer letting that's the other thing too is I don't think they necessarily say it but I, I'm I'm pretty confident that the idea here is that like everyone who's sending materials to this computer service is probably like a real dork right in uh, 1971 or is this considered it's like when in the 90s when it was always a punchline that's like. 
Oh, we met via online dating. And everyone's like, ah, <laughs> losers. What a bunch of fucking dorks. Why don't you just hang out at a singles bar and get ripped for a month straight and then find out who you end up with? And then now here like we a are. Man. Now here we are in 2020 and it's absolutely. It's like, that's how you date. Completely incomprehensible to think that you would not want to just punch your stuff into an app and just let it. Let, yeah. the, let the computer do the work. I've got, Andrew, I have so many pictures of myself on a mountaintop. All right. Now, <laughs> how what many, am I supposed how many do to do with these? What do you I know. I had to go with you to LACMA. Yes, and take I'm going for, all through I the street want, lines. I'm, here, I'm in the lampposts. I'm I, running a 5K. I'm active. One of just my eye. <laughs> you don't have time for drama, right? No. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I don't know if they're implying that they're dorks or if this is just Disney being like, I got to figure out a way that someone could date someone or s- put themselves out for that. Four women can pretend to be one person. I mean, I guess they could and just it's put like, I guess a, there's letters. Do classifieds. Oh, yes, there's classifieds. But maybe they wanted to spice it up a little bit. Maybe, maybe they just love that title so much. I guess. And it's probably, you know, it's like computer dating. That's a good hook. Yeah. That's a good trick. Let's try that. Do not spin. Do not spindle. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Right. Spindling. I can't do my one good trick. Spindling is a good trick. I hate myself. We cut to a date uh, that is happening. A date in, uh, in finger quotes. Yeah. It's more of a uh, an assault. This this is shocking because this scene comes like straight out of Black Christmas, which I think came out a year before. I think that was 1970. But it's a guy, like, sexually assaulting a woman who jumps out of a car. Yes. And the guy is screaming at her, like, what do you think you are, dipped in gold? And then she, like, runs into her parents' house he crying. Like, but he grabs her, and he's like, don't tell anyone about this, or I'm going to murder fucking you. fucking kill you. And then she runs away, and then he gets in the car and drives away. This is uh, this is Malcolm. Doc, yeah, Mal. This is Mal. That Malcolm. means bad. Uh, Dr. Ben Casey. If, if this is your first time writing, you might want to give your bad character the name Mal. Yeah, bad. Bad, 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 bad Badman. Yeah. Break Badman. Uh, we, uh, we hear Mal's inner monologue as he, as he drives away saying that he needs to, he needs to remain cool. Majority of Mal, when he's on screen, we're hearing his inner monologue just driving everything yeah. as he's saying, all right, you got to be cool, man. You got to cool, You got to play cool. Be ice cold. Right? Just, you just, just good. drive. You're just good, drive. Man. They know. You're good. They're never going to know. They're never going to figure gonna find it out. Body. Uh, Andrew, <clears throat> I texted you immediately. I, know. I, I saw this. I, saying, I was worried. Saying, well, I know I'm supposed to dislike this character, but why did they make? Why did they give him my internal monologue? Yeah. Because now I'm sympathetic to him. When I first heard the character's inner monologue start, I thought that you had walked into my house. <laughs> I looked just, up. Just, just, just record this just, fucking it's podcast. Gonna, it's gonna be cool. You're don't, just gonna sit down, and tell, everybody's gonna be tell like, "Anyone oh, about this podcast? Mark's, wrong. The, Mark's fucking the smart kill you. one. He's the smart He's one. He's so he play cool, man. So He's gonna cool. be so gonna be cool. Like gonna be very cool. Love him. Yeah, that's weird. It's uh, terrifying. It's, it's weird that it's, it's weird that that they would. Uh, that they would be able to figure this out in years before your birth. Years before what, what my basic day-to-day just, just life is going to be at, like. Like, all right, man, we're just switching the cameras. All right, just play just cool. Just press, take one, just gonna take press one, one gonna and then go I'm going to press two. One, then two. All right, all Real right, smooth, yeah. real cool, not a problem. <laughs> no one knows. No one's saying anything. No one's looking. <laughs> no one's doing anything. Uh, he when he's in the car, he's like, they have well, no idea that you've never run an EVS before. <laughs> you're you're fooling everybody. Just sweat, just 
just absolutely drenching your why, face. Why would they ever ask for an instant replay at this Dodger game? You're just going to go right under the radar. Just, no, no one's, one's going to say gonna know. anything. No one's All right, can I anything. see that runner on first again? Fuck! <laughs> just explosion of sweat off your forehead. <laughs> In the car, Mal is, says to himself, well, uh, that, that day could have gone better. but uh, <laughs> Well, all right. That that one was on that's, old Mal. That's, that's on me. I could have handled that better. But, you know, you learn from your mistakes. As he's driving away, he's like, well, what about, what about uh, what's her name? And he, so he remembers. From the dating service. He remembers from the computer dating service a woman that is blonde haired and blue eyes. And that's, a, that's his type, apparently. Her name is Rebecca Mead. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, she's going to be a real good girl. Real good girl, but wants to be bad. The bridge game is over, and these sots head away from Sophie's. <laughs> they stumble home. They what a, what are them a, is saying? I'm a fucking wheelbarrow. I'm going to have a fucking hangover tomorrow because I'm allergic to oranges. But I love so oranges. Every time I eat, so that's why, that's why I throw up, is because I eat the oranges in the... Um, Old, old fashions and they're like are you sure like, is it because no, you eat 70 I of think these it's, i think it's the straight bourbon that you just pour over an orange slice and <laughs> call an old like, fashioned oh i can't I, i'm allergic to oranges that's the whole point citrus <laughs> she's like so i'm so dehydrated right Blah. now need some pedialyte Malcolm writes a letter to Rebecca and also obsesses about a picture of a sexy lady in a hammock in his like uh, sniper's nest of an apartment that he has. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's creepy. This um, is this is also you, despite the fact that he's on a typewriter. This is also you, like three days ago, just yes. writing a letter to the editor, <laughs> just staring at <laughs> staring at a sexy picture on the wall, just going, dear. TV guide. <laughs> Bernie Sanders is the most electable, <laughs> and it's a sexy picture of Bernie in a uh, in a hammock. He's like, yes. yes. Why don't they make shows like Dave's World anymore? Conan O'Brien is a selfish piece of shit. To take Andy back. And not give us Andy Richter controls the universe. The next morning, Sophie and her sister receive the <laughs> next <Yeah. laughs> guy in the apartment next door is like, ugh. Oh, Jesus. He's at it again. He's, he's working. I he's didn't even working. know they made typewriter ribbons anymore. And you're like, they don't. They don't. <laughs> just I recycle my own. No, empty em- there's no letter, there's no yeah. paper in it. Just just no, I, away I, I, I have a Sharpie, and I go on each individual letter. <laughs> S. <laughs> T. The next morning, Sophie and her sister receive the next letter as they nurse hangovers. It's from Malcolm. Sophie. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this guy who's obviously like a serial killer. Obviously a crazy person. Writes a letter. Writes a letter, and Sophie is like on the fence about engaging with this guy because he's like, uh, based on your address, it seems like you're nearby. We live nearby. Should we should hang send out. Send me your phone number. Maybe that's maybe we can hang out. I uh, would never wear your never. Skin I would as never. A suit. I would never wear your skin as a suit. Someone else's. Right. I mean, I wanna, that's that, anything. I'd let goes. the words say what they say. Yeah. I would never wear your, your skin, skin as a suit. 
we his her sister says no it's not a good She's idea like, like can, can we stop this we, now we're going we're if we don't get killed someone, <laughs> someone will get killed. get killed can we can we just go back to prosecuting the wrong man <laughs> <laughs> can we just call the cops and say that we saw a murder can we just swat our neighbors again yeah let's come just do on. that come on Malcolm continues to monologue about staying cool. We cut to him as he goes to the flower shop to get flowers because what he wants to do is he wants to go to the address and impress Rebecca Rebe- because at this point, is this the point where he has like painted a picture of Rebecca in his mind that is utterly deranged? Uh, there's a little bit of that, but he goes to get flowers because he knows where the the letter, the the address of the letter is going to, yes. which is weird. It should be all going to the service. It should be the going service. to the service and then sent there, but he knows what the address is, so what he's going to do is sit in his car and wait outside until this 23-year-old, 125-pound, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, blue-eyed woman, woman saunters five, up the seven, stairs. And, uh, uh, and then he'll just ambush her and be like, I got jump, your flowers. Jump out and be like, you, you now we're in love. And she'll say, yes. yes. And then she'll say, spinning was a good trick. And uh, then I'll say, yes, it was. was. And then we'll get in our car and then we'll drive and drive and drive. And then I'll be like, Andy Richter controls the universe was a lot better than twins, which was bad. But they but were both for vehicles for Andy Richter. But why didn't they give him a chance? That's what I want to know. And then we'll make out, and she'll get pregnant. That's right, from kisses. Yes. I'll touch her booby over her shirt. Just um, one, though. Just one. I don't want to be greedy. Yeah, two. That, that's a hussy. That's a hussy move. <laughs> what was I going to... I This was one of the more exciting moments of the TV, of the TV movie for me, because I it was that thing that I love where you get to see L.A. in the 70s. Yes. He parks, and I know exactly where it is because it's outside of the Mel or the Paul Frank store, and there used to be a flower shop across the street for decades. Now it's gone. But it's Melrose and Crescent Heights mm-hmm. is where he parks. And then he sprints. He walks across the street, almost getting killed by six cars that I don't think are stunt cars. No, I think they just, just shot just, this I guy. Think they literally, yes, I do. They're I, like, they just, did not just close J-Rock. Just this. do it. Yeah, that yeah, was great. There's another scene later on where he's in front of Cantor's. Yes. Uh, across from... Um, that is on Fairfax. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes into the flower shop. And again, why did they make this guy so relatable and likable? Oh, yeah. He goes into the flower shop and the guy says, how's How that novel how- going? And he says, I got two people fighting for the rights. And they're like, oh, so I guess you're not going to sell it to Universal. Implying that like this guy's like, oh, yeah, I got a... I got the world's best novel, and I'm gonna sell it to Universal. But then the so best it's just a fucking lying, pathetic writer. But the best part is, is that he's like, uh, I need a couple. I need some flowers, and he's like, I'm not gonna spend a lot on this before. Yeah. How about the uh, what are what? I think he says what's cheap. Yeah, well, he wants what's cheap, but he can get a lot of. So he buys two of something to make yeah. it seem like he spent a lot, even though he didn't. Two wild spring flowers. Uh, they look like garbage, and the guy that's selling him the flowers sees right through him and knows he's full of shit which is hilarious because he as the guy's like all right i'll wrap these up in cellophane for you his internal monologue is oh yeah two flowers that'll show her she's gonna just cream in her pants Uh, oh yeah as malcolm waits in his car he sees sophie and her sister come home but there's no rebecca so he, he eventually decides to drive home, and he's upset, and he trashes his apartment. Just another waste. He feels that like... fucking bitch made me he waste was, a day and $4. Yes. All the writing I could have done to the editor. Could have just uh, told him all about my thoughts on... 1971, so that would have been... F Troop? No, that would have been... 
I wonder what that happened to Nixon. Yeah. Oh, how great. All the good things Nixon's been doing for us. Oh, show him. Uh, he says he looks like a jackass. He <laughs> then he does. He then goes to a payphone and then pretends to be a doctor. Yes, Dr. Ben Basie. <laughs> he pretends to be a doctor and calls a phone operator, gives the address, and then is able to uh, con them into giving him the phone number. Because there is right. no reverse lookup here. And then while they're writing down, while the operator is giving him the number, he accidentally does his internal monologue, but on the outside. Oh, so he's no. like, she doesn't even know that you're what not a really a doctor. Stupid idiot. What a stupid, you just press you it, you just connect different bitch, cables. Bitch. And that'll be, uh, that's uh, Beachwood 45789. It's going to be the phone number. Uh, 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 <laughs> yes, thank you, operator. Uh, uh, Margaret, we got the phone number. <laughs> Uh, let me fill out more prescriptions. Yes. Oh uh, yes, sir. We Here's already hear. We already hear a dial tone. <laughs> Here's the one for glaucoma medicine. Yes. Yes, I will fill out in an the, undecipherable scrawl. The big pills for the glaucoma. Yes. Malcolm calls the number and he pushes for a drink on whoever uh, picks up the phone, and it's Sophie. Sophie pretends to be Rebecca but, on the phone. Rebecca. Becca. <laughs> Becca. I guess it's suspension of disbelief. You could tell she's not a, by her voice. Well, he's Colin also Hayes. a fucking psychopath. He's also a crazy person. So it's just two crazy it's people. Two, just, it's one drunk, it's, crazy yeah, person talking to. It's an improv class happening here. <laughs> talking to another guy, a guy who's like going to kill someone with his boner. And so everybody's insane. And he's like, come meet me at my bar. And she's like, I have a fiance that i'm gonna leave forever and he's like you'll meet me i know you will you meet me at the bar in pasadena beautiful pasadena but also if he's going all the way from fairfax to pasadena oh man well, what a slap just forever sophie says they'll go to the bar okay all right, all right you had me a bar there's like four mistakes that have already <laughs> happened this is now the fifth one Instead of just being like, the guy sounded crazy and was probably on the verge of masturbating <laughs> in this pay, in this, uh, in this public phone booth. Phone booth. But uh, we're going to go. We want to see what he looks see like. see what horror show he looks like. And then have a good laugh. And then just get fucking hammered. Yes, have another picture of margaritas. That's the thing. They're getting the itch. The only, yeah, the only reason they want to go is because it's 3 o'clock it's and they haven't had yeah. one since, uh, what, 1? Sunrise, yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're going to go and they're just going to sit back and they're not going to interact. Act two at the bar. The hens sit back and they get fucking lit. baby. Yes. they just get woo. Waitress they, asks if they want anything to eat. They say, yes, there's olives in martinis. So we'll have three of those. Uh, meanwhile, they, they sit and watch and they wait and they try to guess who their mystery lover is. Yeah, they, they want to know who our mystery date. Will you enter and sign in, please? Yes. Now, there should have been multiple people that walked in and they should have been like, uh, I don't know. I don't think that's him. Instead, here comes uh, John Hinckley himself. <laughs> <laughs> Just stomps just, into the bar. Just got done murdering, uh, buying a copy of Catcher in the Rye. 
like, uh, I gotta go kill Lennon next. They uh, they note that the, they think that he's not he's not bad looking is what they say. Sure. But they imagine that he would be bigger. He'd be a bigger the, guy. The frequent muttering to himself is uh, a little off putting. But, but whatever. Maybe he's uh, maybe he's practicing for a play. Yeah. He's nervous. That's all. Malcolm sees a sexy lady walk in and talks with her and then leaves with her. He's like, yeah, I've been waiting all day for you. And she's like, cool. Let's, you want to go back to my place? You want to go back to my place and screw? And he's like, yes, man. Hello. He assumed that that was Rebecca. Right. The hens, the ladies. Are ups- uh, I feel betrayed. Yes. They're like, how that son what, of a bitch. What, what a, you fucking, you. Fucking that man slut. The ladies, however, any fucking warm hole. They they and they talk about how Rebecca Mead deserves better than that yes, son of a bitch. Here's, which I like that that they're like our made up person deserves who, better who than they this. They strung along this guy who had emotional problems to begin yes. with, but they're only exacerbating the issue. The ladies, the, when when Malcolm leaves, the ladies are they're not necessarily convinced that that was Malcolm. They're, they're like, like, yeah, they're pretty sure he was. He the was guy wearing, we talked, but the guy we wearing, talked to on the phone would be nicer. He was wearing a shirt that says, "I will not wear you as, as a as skin, skin suit." Which he but, said that, but, but that could be maybe it was like those "I'm a pepper" shirts. Yeah, I think it could be It might be something. They just sell that at Gimbal's. Yeah, I think like I think Barney Miller says that at the end of every episode, doesn't he? Yeah, fish goes into the bathroom. We get a toilet flushes, flush. It's hysterical. Barney Miller says, "I want to wear your body as a skin suit." Do do do. <laughs> Quincy Jones wrote that. And then they get drunk. Uh, at the sexy lady's place, she says it'll be $20 in advance. Yes. Because obviously he's picked up a prostitute. Right. Here at three in the afternoon in Pasadena. <laughs> yes. But she says you got to skedaddle because I got a I got a thing at six. I got a 615 appointment. It's a it's a de- it's a cleaning. I got a I got to I got to go to my uh, I didn't say it was a dental cleaning. <laughs> Roto Rooter. Okay, all right. Malcolm, uh, Malcolm is furious. He's mad. He's picked up a trollop. But he also keep, he still thinks that it's Rebecca, yes. right? So he's like yelling at her. He's like, How dare you, you Rebecca? Hussy, you've betrayed the trust that we had between Be, when we you, were writing these a letters. And when I how was masturbating, dare and t- you. <laughs> do you have any idea how long it takes to write a love letter? <laughs> One handed while I'm on a typewriter. On a typewriter while I'm staring at a picture that i stole out of a magazine from the library of bernie sanders that's i'm it's confusing why i was there it was in a it was it was in an economics yeah textbook i saw a very suggestive math equation <laughs> she's like trying to follow this wait she's like huh? I, you're probably going to murder me but i want to figure I this out to, before <laughs> i need to know what you think you're saying they struggle as Malcolm reaches for a candlestick because she's like, get out of here, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. And so he advances on her. They struggle. And then we hard cut to Sophie lighting a candlestick of her own back at her place. Right. They The murder, the real murder weapon, uh, question mark? Yeah. Maybe they have, maybe she loses time when she gets hammered. And yes. And she pretends to be. It's Mal- a Tyler Durden. Malcolm. Yes. It turns out that Malcolm... He killed her. He killed her dead. Killed her dead. The police enter the apartment later. We see a crime scene has been set up in her apartment. Brenda Barr is her actual name. Yes. Known prostitute. And she's dead. Malcolm heads back to his place to wash up and uh, figure out what the next step is. And uh, be cool. Again. the next step. Again, like me, yes. after a bad day at work. Just, like, no one... 
Just be cool, all right? No one knows. It's no one knows that you that you deleted all those files. They'll never find out. 215 degree water. You're, just, you're just scalding your hands. What are the fucking odds that they'll ever find that footage? Big bar of lava they, they, they soap. don't need that. They don't need that. They'll never know. He's still mad at Rebecca for People being... People are knocking. They're like, uh, you're still in the work bathroom. <laughs> we, we can hear everything you're saying. Be cool, man. Be, be cool. cool. No one knows. <laughs> There's a lot of steam coming from underneath the bathroom door. Not enough. <laughs> he packs a bag and he's like, I got to go. Got to get gotta, out of gotta, town. Gotta, 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 gotta run. Gotta, 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 gotta run. Mark, how many times have you and I just come home and just been like, I just get a duffel bag. Just get the essentials. We just got, I got to go. No. We both have go bags. Oh, absolutely. And bug out bags. Well, we know people that are like, oh, for the, for like the apocalypse. Right. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> well, not the world apocalypse. The one like that the end of personal world. My yes. private personal one where everything comes apart. Yes, that one. We and uh, how many times we've been enacted that plan prior to this one? That's anybody's That's, guess. Yeah. Oh no! Four, I, five, yeah. six. Uh, they say that a you know a good plan deserves practice. So uh, sometimes you have to just do it and see what happens. Oh, yeah, I definitely went to college, but somehow I don't keep up with anybody I went to college with. Nor, nor do I have any concrete information about the area that I went to school. Nor does the college have any record of me attending. Yeah, but that's, but you that's, that's on them. There's that's a lot of paperwork. Them. Maybe they had a fire in the records hall. Yes. Who knows? I, Maybe it was set by an errant cigarette thrown in a trash can. Who knows? People just show up all the time in different people's lives with no seeming history to speak of. Um, mother, may I sleep, sleep with, with danger? danger. He packs a bag and he leaves, but he's going to go back to uh, what he thinks is Rebecca's house to wipe down the fingerprints. But as he drives by, the police are already the cops there. Are there. So he's like, uh, be cool, be cool, be cool, <laughs> be cool, be cool. Get shorty. The cops are interviewing a John who was supposed to meet up with Brenda at 630 and he discovered her. Yes. He had a standing reservation. Tuesdays at 630 and then he would uh, that be way there you can for... get, get home in time to watch... Barney Miller. Happy days. Yeah. He's like, I, I hear that uh, he's going to perform an exorcism. Perform an exorcism. I got to see this episode. Brenda, we got to be quick tonight. He's like, good. there's a good Charlie's Angels on tomorrow. Uh, the, the Angels are going to become uh, part of the Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys cheerleaders. So let's wrap this up real quick. She's like, you're just going to pay for the full hour. He's like, that's yes. That's fine. That's like, fine. I, yes, 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 yes. I the tell more. my psychologist and therapist the same thing. I know. I'm paying for the full hour. The more we talk about it, the less likely I am to see... The fawns go A to and a ghost. Knock a ghost out of a person. At Sophie's the next morning, they see the headline in the newspaper that this girl has been murdered. This uh, uh, this uh, prostitute, sex worker, sex worker. Excuse me, I don't I don't mean to put a odd label, label on it. They remember her from the bar based on her picture. Which Mark, I could never do this because I think I have face blindness that. If I saw, so it's like if I was just had a, a pass, uh, you know, a chance passing yeah. of a person, and yeah. then the next day I saw their their face, a, a picture splashed across the top of the the page, I would hit be like, man, uh, that's that's terrible. Like, yeah. Oh, we apparently we shop at the same big lots. Apparently, we have worked together for six years. Apparently, I'm in the background of this photo. Uh, who the hell is this? Is my trivia party? What? This was yesterday. Uh, Andrew, 
I would never have recognized this woman and been like, oh, my God, we saw this person yesterday. I think that the I would have been like, oh, my God, Doonesbury. <laughs> Boone County's been canceled. Oh, God. God, no. Opus, what are you doing now? Uh, Andrew, I would uh, I I would agree. Uh, I was once at a restaurant uh, with a friend and this guy was staring at me at the next table. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? And then another person like pushed me. and was like, hey, it's me. And my brain like reshuffled. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's that guy that I've known for five years. Yeah. But like I just didn't I couldn't recognize him because it was out of context. I'm excited for when old age finally takes me at 39. Yeah. And I just. All I can then just blame it on that as opposed to just being absolutely oh. inept and inconsiderate. Oh, I have I have face blindness. <laughs> I have dementia. Yeah, you're just gonna go around saying like uh like half of sentences and then being angry at other people for not knowing what you're talking about. And you're like, ah, speak up! You're always muttering. <laughs> also, Andrew, I think the only the logical explanation for this scene for me is that the old biddies have a a uh, scrapbook filled with uh, prostitutes. No, people that they have been responsible for killing. Oh, <laughs> and so they were more when they saw that when they saw the woman leave with the guy. They were like, "Let's let's take a look tomorrow and see if we got this woman killed." So uh, they see this in the newspaper. Malcolm sees the story as well in a news box and pulls out the paper and notes that the name is Rebecca is Brenda, it's not Rebecca, is Brenda Barr. And he says, no, it was Rebecca, you dumb idiots. <laughs> and then he's like, wait a second. She What's had, more likely? She had brown eyes, not blue eyes. So they got that wrong as well. <laughs> idiots. No, he's now now he thinks to himself, maybe that wasn't Rebecca, but he's not sure. The ladies head off to look into this Malcolm fellow because they're like, well, uh, we saw that sex worker leave with the, who we think was Malcolm. Right. So maybe he's involved. Yes. Malcolm. They, they say, let's see if we can find Malcolm at the bottom of this pitcher of Mai Tais. <laughs> maybe he's there. Yeah. No, it's it's it's, it's a man. It's a manhunt. All right. <laughs> it's always the last place you look. Glug, 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 glug. Wasn't there. But this next picture. Yeah. It's, we know who knows. Malcolm, meanwhile, calls what he thinks is Rebecca's house, which is actually Sophie's house and gets no answer. Cause the ladies are out getting fucking lit. Yes. The ladies go and talk. They, they manage to get information to find out where the hostess was uh, from the restaurant where she lives. So they go to her apartment and they're like, did you see the creepy guy at the restaurant yesterday? Talking to this woman. And she says, yes. And they're like, that's all the information we that's needed. All I needed to know. And then they leave. And I was like, what's the point of well, this? Well, I don't know what the point. I don't I don't know what the point of it was. I also don't know how like they found her exactly, like but yeah, well, but they, here's how they found her. They mention it in the dialogue as they walk up. They say that they went into the back to the restaurant and bribed the janitor there with 50 cents <laughs> to tell them the address of the hostess, which okay. he apparently did. And then they interrupt this woman who is, looks like a single mother raising yes. a baby. And they're like, we're a bunch of nosy old biddies. Uh, did a sex worker go <laughs> into the restaurant yesterday? And uh, did a creepy man also show up muttering to himself? Yes. 
Mm-mm. But we already know all of this. So what was I that's the thing? That's the thing. That's the thing as well. Is this is supposed to be like there, Frodo murder? She wrote there. Yes, exactly. But the thing is, is that it's almost like the if you've ever seen this movie called The Wrong Guy with Dave Foley, where he it's the movie is about Dave Foley is a, a guy who works at like a a, a a company and he hates his boss, and somehow the boss ends up being murdered and when dave foley walks in he's like oh my god he's been murdered and he thinks that he's going to be blamed right but the problem is is that this was all recorded on camera so the police already know who (laughs) murdered him but he takes off on this like i'm i'm wrongly accused i'm on the lamb but they want to get in touch with them for some reason i forget what it is but the cops are basically just using their resources to like take a big vacation while they're supposed to be hunting this guy even though he's not a suspect okay so they think that they're doing all this detective legwork, but the police are already like 15 steps ahead of them. So it doesn't matter. Right. Malcolm wants to go to the bank and get all his cash out as well. This is where he walks in front of cancers. The ladies go to Malcolm's actual address and they are saying that they will, they're just going to go. They're going to go. They'll go. And they'll see him. And because they want to see a, what a murderer looks like. Yes. yes. And they're like, look in the mirror. We killed those six we, people we last year. Remember? Do you remember? Remember when we broke into that house on Cielo Drive and then blamed it out on a bunch of hippies? Do you, yeah. Remember? We were going for an adventure then, too. Yeah. They His door is unlocked because he left in a hurry. And they walk around his apartment and they notice that everything's kind of overturned a bit. The water's still left running. But they don't touch anything because they don't want to leave any fingerprints. Yes. And then the building manager shows up. They lie to him. And they say, oh, we're I'm his aunt. We were just looking for him. But don't tell him we were here because we want it to be a surprise. And then they leave. What is the point of this? Nothing. I think this would, there's some issues. I think this is a fun premise, but there are some issues. The execution with some of these is bad. Scenes are just like it's like it would be great if we didn't necessarily see the police perspective, and then it was a twist at the end that they think Where the that cops are like, no, we've no, we, we figured this out. Yeah, we already got ago. it. <laughs> like, if anything, you're dr- or yeah, it would be great if they're just like they show up at these places and keep getting drunk and keep making like. <laughs> Bad assumptions and messing stuff up, and they're and the cops are like, "Yeah, we would have found him like three days ago." Well, we kept finding these pictures, kept- of empty pictures of margaritas, <laughs> and we just we thought that they were clues left by a serial killer. Yeah, but it, yeah, we were searching every bar, but then we found out no, the guy's a teetotaler. Like he's never had a drink in his life, so it kind of messed everything up for us. Yeah, it gets him off of like death row. Yeah, <laughs> Malcolm calls again, and there's no answer at Rebecca's, uh, and. Uh, the ladies, because they get home too late. The ladies don't want to go to the police, however, because they don't know for sure if this is the actual Malcolm. Yeah, this is also weird, too. It's like, oh, we don't want to bother them unless we have 100% <laughs> proof. We, yeah. we know that this is the guy who's doing this. So let's get more let's evidence. Let's continue to com- the compromise crime scenes and just uh, show up with uh, a big old uh, fucking handle of Jack. <laughs> yes. The cops arrive at Malcolm's and then look it over, and the building manager notes that these four old ladies showed up, which the cops then say, I wonder if these are the same four old ladies who showed up at the hostess's place as well. (laughs) Right. Which, yes, they obviously are. (laughs) I think it's your job as a cop and as a detective to connect lines. And so if four old women keep showing up at places and then they show up at your place, you got to be like, so you're the same ones, yes? Like, I have to assume that. 
The ladies, for some reason, off camera, opt to head to the cops anyway to tell them what they know. Right. They're like, I think we've been following a trail of an empty 18 pack of Molson's. <laughs> Bush. That's <laughs> led straight to here. Which uh, they they, they want to go tell the cops what they know, but it. It isn't necessarily much. All they know is that there's a guy named Malcolm, uh-huh. and he left with the lady from the bar that we saw. The right. only reason he was at the bar it's is because we made up a we person. catfished him, and it was funny. We all had a laugh. You were laughing. Remember, you were la- the cop. You were laughing. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Yes, thank you. Malcolm, however, frets what he needs to do, and he wonders if he should just go to Rebecca's. Yes. At the police station, the ladies just stare. They go uh, and they just they sit outside the uh, the the cops' uh, <laughs> office and they stare daggers at this guy in uh, handcuffs who's chomping on gum. Yes, he's chomping on gum, and they have a really hilarious. They have a they have a cute. I would say it's not hilarious, but they have a cute back and forth where they're like, "Doesn't he look like he has a bad demeanor?" Oh yes, so, uh, what's her name, Missy T. Uh, yeah, Sophie T. Sophie T says he has a bad demeanor, and then she's like, "What did you say? I can't hear you." She said Sophie T has a bad demeanor, and she says, "Oh, tell Sophie T I agree." And yeah. then they have to go back and forth. Yeah, they up go and down up and down line. the line, and they think this guy's a bank robber, and they want to know what he did, but because they're nosy, yeah, they're nosy. The guy walks by, and he whispers something in uh, one of the lady's ears, and she faints. Yes, whatever he said was apparently so. What do you, what, Mark? Mark? Yes. What do you think this man said? I, for one, cannot. <laughs> yes, that is exactly what he said. <laughs> what do you think he said? I think he said. Uh, I think he said uh, uh, Yang for president, and she went, "Oh, <laughs> too much math. A thousand dollars to every American family." This is uh, how are we supposed to support ourselves? Won't they just raise everything by a thousand dollars? People won't work anymore. Uh, yes, she passes out. This is important. We will see later. Act three, Shelby, who's the woman that fainted, won't say what the guy said. Apparently, it's beyond the pale. Yes, no, no woman. She says, I'll take it to my grave. The ladies tell the cops everything that they know, but it isn't much because the cops already fucking know all of this, but... They, uh, knowing about this computer dating thing, now the pieces start to fall into place. The cops chastise the group for being reckless. They're like, so this guy, they're like, okay, so you read the newspaper and you saw that this woman was murdered and you thought brutally, brutally beaten to death, just at bludgeoned with a candlestick best in your best practice. You thought the most important thing to do was to go directly to this man's address so that you could see him and then lie to him to be like, oh, we were looking for somebody else. Despite the fact this man, this man brutally beat somebody to death. Yes. Like that's a physical, that's a hard task. A stranger. Basically. Yes. And he doesn't know anything about this woman. She could have had a thousand guns on her. Yes. And yet you four old bats come flying in off your brooms and you think to yourself, if you just tell this murderer, oh, um, we were looking for our other sister. He'll be like, oh, not a problem. Apartment three next door. And they're like, so what we did was wrong. Is that what you're telling us? Well, Yes, when you say it that way, yes, it seems like we made a mistake. But let me tell, let me put a different spin on it. Uh-huh. So, I have just polished off six highballs, <laughs> and 
I like, I say, guys, let's get in the car. Yeah. Let's take the freeway and surface streets and drive straight to this guy's place. There's a, I know the address. There's a bar across the street, two more highballs. Mm. Then we'll go up. Yes. Just to get, just to get the shakes out. Of course. Then we pop up. We see him. See mm-hmm. if he's a murderer or not. Uh, see if the liquor cabinet's see if open. The li- if, yeah. You distract him. I'll <laughs> grab a quick, uh, ass pocket whiskey and then we just finish that off on the drive back home yeah we're home in time to see fonzie get rid of that uh demon yeah yeah no i saw that too okay i uh, complete misunderstanding yes. ladies thank you so much now for does it help. make sense it does it does it's pretty apparent though that Sophie is a nosy, nosy Nelly because well, yes, that's obvious. She's like, uh, "What did uh, that guy say to Shelby?" <laughs> right. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this, and he's like, "You don't want to know what that man said to Shelby." Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, what I do? Oh, but I do." She's... Malcolm breaks into Rebecca slash Sophie's house because he just goes to the address because he wants to prove that Rebecca's still alive. Yes. And get his revenge on her because she's made him look like a fool. Yeah, he killed... He, how many prostitutes is he going to kill in order to not seem like a jackass, yeah. all right? If I kill you, I won't be. I won't look like a fool anymore. Sophie and the ladies, however, get back to Rebecca, to her Sophie's house as well, and they note that there's an unmarked police car outside. Sophie says she knows the fuzz when she sees one. She says, I know a fucking cop when I see I one. I smell bacon when I yes. smell it. Oink, uh, oink. Where's your fucking warrant? And I'm assuming that unmarked police car is only outside her house because they noticed a bunch of swerving as they were driving home. <laughs> they open the doors and just, <laughs> just bottles, bottles just come flying out, out of the car. Inside, Malcolm surprises the group and demands to see Rebecca. Yes. How many times has this happened to you, Mark, that you've been like, I got to, where is he? You've gone and you're like, I need to see Orville Redenbacher. Where is he? (laughs) I want to find that Ronald McDonald son of a bitch. Where is Mrs. Fields? I swear. I have things to tell her. Her cookies are not that good. Present to me J. Crew (laughs) or I will burn this whole clothing store down. Sophie lays out the whole gag. She's like. Look, man, it happens to the best of us. You got Sophie. You got catfished. You got Sophie. I can't. I can't be Rebecca, man. I'm. I'm a billion years old. Look, man. Thirty six years from now, there's gonna be a word for this. (laughs) Consider yourself ahead of the curve. She says Rebecca's not real. It was just us. It's the four of us. Uh, I mean, I guess if you want to date, we can date. Yeah. I, we're kind of a handful. I'm going to tell you right now, you probably can't keep up. You're not. <laughs> you can think you can. It's not going to happen. Malcolm still demands to see Rebecca and refuses to, to let the group leave the the house. Yes. He says, I'm going to kill says, you. Bring me <laughs> Colonel Sanders. You're like, he's dead. He was a real person, but he's dead. I don't believe that. I don't believe it for a He's second. in all those commercials. Sometimes he's played by a woman. I don't know why, but it, it's, maybe it's because of my eyes. Show me, produce to me, Pete Cherokee, creator of the Cherokee clothing brand <laughs> that this Target sells. He threatens the whole group, but Sophie in, in like, I don't know if this is supposed to be in contrast to, like, how everyone else reacted to him, where it was like, they... The, the young women are the, scared. The young women were scared of him, and that's what like pushed him further, which is weird and like not 
doesn't necessarily make me feel good. Um, no, I think the joke is because he's he's planning on killing them anyways. Yes, I think he's like I'm going to beat you bats to death. Yeah, and Sophie I've already, says I've killed before. I'm going to kill again. Sophie says that's going to be a mistake if you try it. Yeah, I'm not scared of you. I'm old and drunk, <laughs> and I I have and I you I have should you should see me throw a whiskey bottle. <laughs> Um, I've taken down younger and stronger men than yes, you. I'm so fucking lit right now. That she should have challenged him to a drinking contest. As much <laughs> just drink him like, under the table. If you can drink us under the table, you can murder yeah. us in our sleep. Quick quick shot. That one doesn't count. <laughs> That's for the nerves. <laughs> he threatens to, mur- to kill them, and Sophie says, no, you're not going to, and if you try and attack us, you're going you're gonna to gonna lose. You're going you're gonna to lose because... Uh, lady over here, she's got a hat pin. Yeah. Lady over here has an aluminum comb. Right. And she's like, she tells her sister, go to the table. <laughs> the table and get, get, get me get, a paperweight. Get and a you paperweight. Grab paper, you grab the scissors. Get a paperweight. Fix me a highball. <laughs> fix me a Tom Collins. Yeah. And then, uh, bring over the scissors too. Yeah. Bring a couple swizzle sticks as well. Uh, so... They all arm themselves with whatever's around, but he yeah, just lets so he's them like do scared. it. He's like scared. He's confused. What he's like, is I don't. Happening yeah, here. I'm used to being in control. She's just drinking pure gasoline at this point. <laughs> She's, she said that she was going to um, remove her nail polish, but she just started hitting that bottle real hard. Uh, yeah, so he's taken aback. He's confused because they're not scared. Yeah, because they lived through the depression. And yes, and and they have they've seen the horrors of just making uh, a moonshine. Yes, they've, they've so many bathtubs have exploded all of, in their past. Yes, all of their husbands have died of liver failure, but somehow they keep surviving. <laughs> and they personally constructed the uh, they give uh, just Joe McCarthy that list. Yeah. <laughs> they're like we've seen the, the evils well the, other the th- evils are us the other thing is is that they've murdered so many more people this is than yeah this, this is ju- ever attempt this to. is just a day in the life of these old biddies yeah like, it's like this if, we, is if we only new. kill one person today we'll consider it a success yeah malcolm is finally put two and two together and he realizes rebecca is not real and he's like fuck now i look like a real jackass now. how am i supposed to be cool and happy cool. days is on be in cool. 15 cool. minutes the ladies, they've made him look stupid, so he decides to advance on them. Sophie chucks the paperweight out the window. Which Screams out the window. Alerts the uh, undercover police officers, the unmarked cop car outside, that we're looking for the person that hit a dog just uh, <laughs> two minutes prior. Yeah. the we, Or what she thought was a dog. We see a wide shot of the car, and there is a fire hydrant like just, just lodged just, under the tire. Yeah. There's a yeah a huge fountain. Uh, there's a mailbox, just mail strewn <laughs> everywhere. Sophie T, I, th- I think you killed a short, sunburned baby. <laughs> uh, the cops come running inside, and they run out the back into the from the back door and the front door. Malcolm runs to the back door, sees this, decides to turn around and try and run out the front door. Shelby from earlier faints again, tripping Malcolm. And he crashes into a wall. Yeah, he goes head first, snaps his neck into the door. It looks like he dies. It's like, oh, they got two. All's fair that ends well. Uh, All's well that ends well. uh, The ladies dogpile onto Malcolm, and then we smash cut to the police department where this exasperated police captain's like, okay, okay. 
you're at your house. You're back again. You guys, <laughs> I'm glad that you caught that murderer, but uh, you, you, the, I don't know how you blew a one. <laughs> you should be dead. You should be dead, but you all blew a one. Do you, re- you realize that if we put the breathalyzer into a cup of vodka, it comes up point eight. Yeah. <laughs> you really don't. You blew yeah. a straight one. High fives everywhere. Like, well, I, I did have a big lunch, so <laughs> I deserved a little treat. <laughs> the cops at the at the station are confused how these four old ladies managed to catch this murderer. They leave. The cops wonder, well, before that was a crime of passion. Maybe he wasn't nervous. This guy isn't a professional murderer. He's just a he's just a fucking weirdo just a crazy person. he's a crazy person that killed someone in a fit of passion yeah so maybe he wasn't passionate seeing these four old bats i guess i don't know that's i that's, don't I, it seems weird to tack on this like explanation yes because it's, it's like, like it's fine if just it's just let them have it It was accident you know they managed to do it because they're they're loaded to the gills they're just they absolutely have dutch courage and swimming in booze <laughs> yeah and uh, they like, managed, like 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 the like the Russian guy that like fell out of a window drunk like six times and it's like, yeah, well I'm drunk, so my body just goes limp and I just bounce when I hit the ground. Yeah. They should just let him have it. These yeah. four old drunk broads managed to fall on top of this guy. <laughs> and uh that that's 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 how the story ends. Right. The ladies walk outside and they note that there's a bar nearby and they're gonna get fucking <laughs> ripped. <laughs> And that's the end of Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate. Mark, what did you think of this movie? Uh, Andrew, I loved it. It was like Golden Girls meets Murder, She Wrote, but before either of those properties existed. Yes. Um, I thought it was funny. I was excited to see Helen Hayes and Myrna Loy a movie together i i'm a fan of both of their works um i thought it was silly i like seeing la in the 70s yeah um the computer dating service is a thing that just kind of goes by the wayside i did think it was oddly disturbing which is especially because the last you met you didn't mention the last shot of the movie oh is just smash cutting these women's faces onto the screen in rapid succession and then it's like well let's go to the bar I was like, what the, whoa, whoa. This is supposed to be, like, lighthearted as well, yes. right? See, this is where, here's here's the thing. I love, I absolutely love the idea of these four boozy broads uh-huh. just bumbling through, <laughs> trying to have their own detective agency. And yes. all, all they really care about is just getting fucking wrecked. Right. And managing to poorly <laughs> investigate a crime that they're largely responsible for. Yes. Yes. That like through happenstance, they made they orchestrate get a woman killed. Yeah. Through happenstance, they orchestrate a murder and then they have to, through happenstance, solve the same murder that they caused. But I don't think they do. Do they realize that like, they're the ones who caused, I don't think that ever comes up that like that man would not have been at that bar to be in league with Brenda Barr. Well, unless they decided that they were going to screw with him and uh, if he hadn't called... See, that's the thing. 
if if she had been I don't know. There's a lot of like ifs if if they yes. had done this, if they had done that. If they just not decided to screw with people, which in 1971 is seen as like a lighthearted lark, but now is a bit more insidious that like catfishing is a big deal. Right. Or is a known thing. Yeah. I'm sure that type of thing happened before. Sure. But um I mean, yes, you could also I it, I I like the darkness of it. I think the creepiness of this guy's internal monologue made the movie so much more enjoyable. Yeah. Because I was actually, like, scared of this guy. I think that the explanation would be the guy had a history. He probably would have killed someone. Yes. So had they not done this, he would have just been a Ted Bundy serial killer for years and years. So it's like, well... It would have escalated, is what you're saying. Yeah, Yeah. they... Net gain I mean, from killing this guy by letting a sex worker die. Uh, I, I guess. I think that the tone of this is a little weird, and I kind of wish that this was more in like a almost like a psych or a monk, where it's like you've got these four main characters that like it's 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 if the Golden Girls ran a detective agency. Right. And like that's a great premise. But like you have to amp up who these characters are as opposed to it's just um, Helen Hayes constantly saying, I love to go on an adventure, and right. she's kind of nosy. Yeah. You kind of want like more character-specific things for yes. these four to do, as opposed to just like, they're just kind of there, and Helen Hayes leads the group. But you know, I want to know more about these four women. Yes. And the- I want to see the character, you know, the weirdness of these four ladies and how... They manage. They're just the only thing that draws them together is that they're just going to go get shit faced at a bar. Right. Yeah. The only like, dis- yes, Golden Girls is better because the four Golden Girls form a distinct unit. They and they, we know they fit the four humors model. Whereas here, the only distinctions are Helen Hayes, Sophie T is the ringleader. She likes. She's nosy and she likes to get into trouble. And uh, Evelyn? Uh, Shelby faints. Shelby is a prude and faints. Yes. So you only have those two. And it's like, well, I need the other two. I need need one to be like kind of dumb and ditzy. I need another one to be like old and sassy, you know, like specifically the Golden Girls or, you know. Or whatever. Who's your Kirk? Who's your Spock? Who's your Bones? Who's yes. your Uhura? Or well, no. The other the other group of four would be who's your who's your Jerry Kramer? Yeah. Elaine, Seinfeld character. It's Seinfeld characters, Sex in the City characters, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They all fit the same because there's four of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I love the premise. But yes, the premise I want, was that's fun. That's the thing. I want more. I wanted more. And actually, there is more oh. in terms of the fact that there is a semi-spinoff uh, series entitled The Snoop Sisters, oh, starring Helen Hayes and I believe Myrna Loy yes. is, are two sisters who uh, investigate crimes. The screen grab I saw also had Vincent Price in it. So oh, I think there's, yes. a, there's a couple different episodes of The Snoop Sisters. So if you are if you have any interest in, in seeing Do Not Fold, uh, uh, Spindle, or Mutilate, and you really like it, there is actually more to this if, if you wanted to investigate. Mark, would you recommend this movie? Yes. I would as well. I thought it was fun. I thought it was weird and fun. And I, I thought the soundtrack was 
incredibly bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like this movie. Jerry Goldsmith wrote yes, the music? Yes, Jerry Goldsmith wrote the music for this movie. There's a lot of talent on this yes, thing. Yes, there is. Jerry Goldsmith is like an accomplished uh, film composer. Yeah. Who has done, gone on to do like, I think he did All the President's Men and a ton of other, like I think he's an Oscar winner. I think there's two Oscar winners in this thing. Mm-hmm. Three. Yes. She won an honorary Oscar. Yes. Myrna Loy. Yes. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, yeah, uh, uh, one, two, three, uh, three Oscar winners. Uh, yes, I would completely agree. I love, I love the premise. I, there's some, I wish there were stronger elements to it. I feel like if we wanted to, this could be a franchise that you could do today for, for boozy old ladies who have a detective agency. There's something if you want to sell me on something, if I were as blank a, owns a detective, if agency. I was a network executive and you wanted to like really just sell your product to me, you would just come in and be like, dog has a detective agency. And I'm just like, how much do you need? How much do you need? Hang on. Let me try to come up with one to sell you right now. Okay, here we go. Gene Simmons owns a detective agency. It's on VH1. I... I I love the detective agency part. Can you can you give me somebody else? Can you give me somebody else? Not Gene Simmons. Uh, for some reason I'm bumping against that cuz cuz he's a terrifying creep. I think he, I think he's a scumbag. What else you got? I can get I'll, Here, can I counter? Mm. Biz Marquee <laughs> owns a detective agency. It's on VH1. Yes. 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 The guy can make noises with his mouth. He's like he's like Michael Winslow. Michael Winslow. <laughs> How about that? Michael Winslow Ooh, owns a detective hey, agency. Hey, hey now. Okay. Mark, that's going to do it for Do Not Fold, Spindle, or Mutilate here on TV Movie Night. But we roll on as we say or give our salute to Hollywood and yes. Oscar winners. Next time, Mark, mm. we have some real talent. Okay. We have uh, this gem from 1985. Starring Jackie Gleason Jesus. and Oscar winner Art Carney uh, reuniting. Okay. Yeah. It's Izzy and Moe. Hey, Moe, it's me. It's me, Izzy. Never heard of it. Is this any way to treat a friendship of a lifetime? What friendship? Guess you're still sore because I tried to buy that bird act. I'm not sore about you trying to buy a bird act. I'm sore about you borrowing money from me to buy a bird act. It would have been a beautiful act, move. All we had to do was stand on a stage and watch the pigeons wave flags and ride bicycles. So what the hell happened? Well, the guy that was selling me the act left town. He took the birds, he took the flags, and the bicycles. Are you here with Fancy Pat or is or with my dough? What kind of a pal do you think I am, Mo? Maybe I didn't come with the cash, but I came with the next best thing. I was reading the police gazette, and I think I found us a job. What kind of job? Prohibition agents. Feds.
Andrew, that sounds terrible. That's right, Mark. Uh, Izzy and Mo, Jackie Gleason, and the Honeymooners. Jackie Gleason and our Carney are reuniting here on this. In this, uh, this, this is their final reunion. They play vaudeville performers turned prohibition agents. <laughs> Izzy and Mo is what we have sure. for next time. Art Carney won best actor in 1974, 73, one of those years. Yeah, there was some controversy. He like beats out um, uh, Al Pacino for The Godfather, I think is the story. And people were like, what the fuck? Ari Carney is a great actor. We'll find out how great. Izzy and Mo, that's for next time here on TV Movie Night. But if you'd like to listen to past episodes, you can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night podcast. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV Movie Night. You can email us at TV Movie Night podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a review there. Leave your computerized punch card as well there. Mm-hmm. We will go ahead and find we'll you. We'll do the analytics. You really want. And you can listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more at soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, another great episode in the books. Uh, I think it's it's almost one o'clock. Uh, you want to grab some lunch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's... Perfect, perfect. Uh, I brought my lunch along with me. Oh, it is oh, just oh, oh, quick oh. beer. Okay, all right. Glug, 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 yeah, glug, glug, glug. Well, we have a we have a, we have a murder to cause and then investigate. Oh, that's good. That's that's a good beer. Uh, well, you know what the you know what the biggest problem with one beer is uh, that there's not it's another one. Almost like no beers. Oh, <laughs> okay. Glug, 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 glug.